Hi, I'm Mara Webster with InCreative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be joined by the wonderful Michael Zegan to talk all about The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And, you know, in, in terms of the writing on the show with Amy and Dan, you talk a lot about how at this point in the show, they really write a lot of elements into the characters from the way that they know you and the rest of the cast so well at this point. And I was really curious about with the character of Joel, what are some of the aspects or maybe moments within storylines for him that you feel they've really written in, in seeing the way that you've carried this character over a few seasons now yeah the I, I mean personally I don't think I'm anything like Joel um which is fun to play you know as an actor you never really want to play yourself um but uh or I guess sometimes it might be fun but um but yeah I guess the only thing I can think of is is that like I'm not such a bad guy, <laughs> and you know they originally when when I when I did the pilot, um, you know he's he's kind of written as the antagonist. He's he's sort of the villain, and and I think I I did lean into that because I didn't I didn't know any better. I mean that's what I was going on, and and you know playing the villain could be fun too. So um, so I did lean into that, but I think you know the more they 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 got to know me, um, the more they realized that. Uh, I, I was I, I was a good guy and and um, I think that is something that uh, they've sort of written into Joel. I, I do think, you know, he's he's not all bad. He's a good father. Um, he he, he con he's constantly you know trying to rectify the situation and uh, yeah. I mean that's that's the only thing that comes to my head because I, I, again I I don't really think I am like him. I never had aspirations to be a stand up comic. Um, I never had aspirations to work. At a, at a club. So um, it really is not uh, a whole lot like me. You know, and, and you're talking about how they wrote him in the pilot episode. And obviously our first introduction was, was him kind of making mistakes in his life. And what's so great though, is, is that they've really written this character, you know, not as black and white, like you said, but really kind of with the richness of the gray space in between. And, and, and for you, it sounds like you feel like Joel's always going to be trying to make up for the mistakes that he's made, um, you know, but there must be a lot of joy in playing a character who wants to do the work on himself and, and wants to try and move past it and still wants to do things from to make up for it um and so for you with with him still carrying that guilt over his early mistakes in the show is that something where for you it influences certain choices that he makes as a character or is it more of just kind of a quiet emotional undercurrent for him honestly i don't put that much thought into it <laughs> I, I kind of you know i'm the kind of actor where i get a script and it's just just instincts really um, I don't do like, a, uh, you know, a character background or anything like that. Um, and in, in this, this particular show, it's, it's, it's hard to, to write a character background because, um, I don't really know a whole lot about his background and it's, it's, it's kind of foolish to sort of make one up because they might address it in a future episode like they did with, uh, with Rose and, and, you know, she's from Oklahoma and nobody would have guessed that, you know, Rose was from Oklahoma. So, um, I just, you know, the, the thing I do love about Joel is that he is evolving like any normal human being. And, um, I do personally think he's the most grounded character on the show in this, in this like, you know, heightened reality that we live in. Um, I think he's the most human and, um, I, I kind of just go from there. 
Is that also part of why with kind of preferring to, to lean into the instinctual side of it and the fact that it is really difficult because details might change, is that also why you prefer to not know too much about what's coming up in an arc? Because like I know, you know, the season that ended with um, Joel and Midge kind of having that moment at the end of the season was something that Rachel started trying to tell you and you were like, I don't want to know about this. You know, you wanted to leave the mystery. He's always trying to tell me what happened. I, I, I yeah, I, you know, it, it, it is... I don't, it's not necessarily like a personal thing. I just, I just love being surprised. And um, I don't want to know the ending. I I don't want to know where my character goes. I want to, you know, read it um, and kind of see it like any other uh, audience member, because I am such a huge fan of this. And, and, and like I said, I do love being surprised. Um, I wanted to ask you about the way that when you look at the scripts, um, you sometimes can have a little bit of an inclination of, of what the one shot scenes might be, mm-hmm. you know, and what the details are that give that away. Because, you know, it sounds like sometimes you have a bit of a sense of like, this might be a scene that they're going to film as a one shot. And then sometimes it's showing up on the day and just finding out that that's the camera blocking and the choreography of the scene. Yeah, sure. There, there are certainly times where you read it and you're like, okay, I know this is, this is all going to be one shot. You know, we call them oneers. I, I don't know if that's an industry term, but we call them oneers. And, um, there, there's, there's definitely been times where I showed up like, um, so there was the, the baseball scene, uh, with me and Archie and, you know, we showed up to this field. It was like midnight and, um, and they were like, it it actually didn't even mention it. I just, you know, saw how Amy was blocking the scene and, um, you know, the camera's going around us as we're doing the, the steady cam is going around us while we're rehearsing. And, and I was like, Hey, is this, is this going to be a one And Amy was like, maybe. And I mean, that's how we did it. And, you know, I, I mean, I never would have pictured this particular scene, especially because we're talking and we're hitting baseballs and like, how are we going to hit baseballs when there's a camera right in front of us? And, um, but we did it and it was, it was tough. And uh, every time the camera was in front of us, we had to fake hitting the baseball. So it was hard to remember. Like one time I actually like hit it by accident and nearly killed the camera guy. But, um, but yeah, I, I, you know, it's just, um, I love them. I love those scenes because it's, to me, it's like theater. It's, it's, you have, you know, you have to get it right or else, well, I mean, this is a little different because you can go back to the, the top of the scene and start again, whereas theater, you know, you're, you're screwed. But, um, but yeah, I, 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 I enjoy those scenes. I, 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 you can pick them out typically, but there are times definitely where it surprises you that they want to do it that way. And because of the way that you were describing that particular scene and how it was kind of like you showed up on the day and during the rehearsals, you just started to see how the camera was moving. Yeah. Is it less about having you and the rest of the cast like hit specific marks and more about them in their directorial style, having the camera follow you and your performance in a scene? It's, I, I mean, everybody works with each other, you know, it's, it's, it's a dance. And uh, that's the, one of the great things about this show is that the crew is just as important as the acting, you know, it's, it's um, everybody works in tandem and, and it really does feel like it's this collaborative piece of art, um, which is, is different than other shows that I've worked on. Um, it really does feel like everybody has their, their hand in this and, and, you know, and, when we do get the nominations for, you know, whatever awards, you know, show it is, um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's really, uh, I mean, it's no surprise that, you know, everybody in, in, in um, every field of, of this show uh, 
gets the accolades that they deserve. Yeah. You know, you're bringing up that 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 parallel to theater with with the one shots, but also, you know, obviously the main cast all come from a theater background as well. Um, and I was just kind of interested in in this far into the, making the show and spending that much time working with one another, what the dynamic is in terms of how you all work on scenes and how you feel that all of you coming from a theater background has really influenced the cohesive and collaborative way that you all work together. Yeah, uh, it, there's just the, the, there's this trust in you know that that I have with with these cast members that I that it is so hard to come by and and you know on on other projects that I've worked on I mean you know I've been very fortunate that there 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 has been a lot of trust in other projects but sometimes there's not you know and and uh sometimes I'm like how did this person get cast you know and and um but this is it's just you know that when you show up to to work everybody's gonna bring it you know on Maisel it like um, everybody's going to know their lines. Nobody's going to complain. Uh, we just, we're there to have fun. We, I don't think we take anything for granted. We know like how special this show is and how special our cast is. And, uh, there's no egos. Um, I, I, somebody said to me once that they heard, um, I mean, maybe this is too much information, but you know, they, they heard that, uh, Rachel was a problem and, and you know, it was somebody who was not affiliated with our show in any way, shape or form. And, and, uh, it was interesting to me because she's not, you know, she's like the best and she knows her line, shows up on time, knows all the crew members names, you know, right off the bat. And, and she's, she's just, she's a leader, you know, and, 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 uh, and, and it, 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 it's remarkable to me that like those kind of rumors go around. So now I, anytime I hear like, Oh, this, this actor is a problem or whatever. I take that with a grain of salt because um, you never know. You really don't. But no, I mean, I love everybody. And, and like I said, we, we know how special this show is. Yeah. And I love that you're bringing up there as well, the fact that, you know, it's not just you and the rest of the cast on camera, but it's every single department. You know, when you look at all the detailing in the show, it's so meticulous. And and wanted to talk about the hair for Joel, because, you know, the hair department on the show are even using vintage tools for, for certain styling that they do as well to, to get that authenticity. And in the last season, you had that great moment where you got to play that double scene where it was, you know, Joel and Midge back in the past in their marriage when she was like oh and by the way i'm pregnant running out the door and then you jump back in and it's the two of them present day yeah. um, and it sounds like hair was kind of a big thing for you in terms of the two different versions of of the same character in that scene um and when you I'm first you, were i'm glad sorry. you noticed that actually because i i put a lot of thought into that <laughs> when um, you were first finding joel as a character was was hair kind of an important detail and an ex external tool for you in finding him as well because that was obviously such a crux in a scene like that yes uh hair i'm a hair actor i it, hair informs my character like i don't think anything else i mean certainly costumes and you know shoes even but um but i think it starts with the hair for me it really does i i i you know we we uh we've had we've had many different uh uh hairstylists on 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 this show um it's a grueling job it's you know the hours are are long and uh so we've lost a few along the way, but, um, but everybody was great. And, you know, everyone that I've had has been fantastic. And I always have to kind of teach them how to do it and whatever. Uh, but it's, it's always constantly changing with me uh, as you you probably see like the, the progression, the evolution of Joel's hair. And um, yeah, in the first season, you know, I knew he worked at a, a this plastics company, you know, he, he had an office job, so I wasn't going to do anything too crazy, but it did, it did, it uh, did, 
describe his hair a little bit. It said that, you know, when he goes to the club, he messes it up a little bit. Um, so I just tried to make it, you know, actually, I think, I don't know if uh, Amy liked it in the first season. It was kind of, you know, just slicked back. And But I, I liked it because he's like, he's all business, you know, and, and um, but you mentioned that particular scene in, in season three. And um, it's funny because I got a haircut in between we shot both those, you know, those scenes in uh, on the same day, and I got a haircut in between, and um, made him kind. Of, you know, I parted the, uh, I parted it over here, and and made it kind of all business for the 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 older Joel. Whereas when he's younger, it's it's kind of a little more free flowing and uh, just you know, um, yeah. Not, not, I mean, he's definitely a little more business like uh, in the, uh, I guess the nineteen sixty version. Yeah, there seems to be kind of an entertaining parallel between his hairstyle and the amount of stress that he has in life. <laughs> right, right. Well, I just thought, you know, he's more serious. He takes things more seriously. Yeah. So he's going to have a hard part. Yeah. And with costume details as well, I wanted to ask you about the ties for Joel, because the costume department will often have a selection um, and actually yeah. let you kind of choose. Um, and and what goes into the choice that you tend to make in the ties that you want to wear in a particular scene? Well, I, I, I've been very fortunate because uh, our costume designer is Donna Zakowska, who's a genius. And um, she, you know, the girls, the, they get really cool stuff. You know, they get their dresses and all the colors are very vibrant and whatnot. But um, but I've got some really cool suits and I'm, I'm, you know, this this season coming up, you'll see it's it's like I'm I'm the club owner. So I have very flashy suits. Um and uh, there's some like iridescence, even uh, an iridescent quality to them. And, uh, you know, this year, especially I did get to choose the ties. I mean, that's, that's always my thing. I get to like, you know, it's not that they'll show me like 20 different ties. Like usually it's like two and, and I'm like, uh, that one. But, um, but this time, this season I did get like, sometimes I was like, eh, I'm not really feeling these two, you know, what else you got? And they would come in with a rack of ties and I'd be like, Ooh, that one, uh, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's usually just a color thing. It, it's, you know, um, I like the kind of skinnier ties. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason really. I just, it's just color scheme. Of course I have to get, you know, Donna's permission. I, it's not like I could be like, I want that. And, you know, she's like, okay, it's, you know, she has to make sure that it works. And you brought up Joel kind of going into the business of, of opening this club and it's some, it's a world in which he's really, really thriving, you know, much to the dismay of his landlords almost at this point, who wanted yeah. it to be more of a failure, um, right. you know, and it's, it's great to watch him be in his element as a character, because if you go back to season one, when he was trying to pursue comedy, it felt like he didn't really kind of know how to show up as himself and, and he wasn't necessarily fully comfortable in his skin. Um, and so what's that, that been like to be able to have that shift and to be able to play a character who now at this point feels really comfortable in his own skin and has more kind of confidence in who he is with, with the business that he's in as well. Yeah. You know, my, my goal from day one, or at least not necessarily my goal, just my, my hope, my wish for Joel was that he would be happy that he would find something that he's good at um, and thrive in it. And uh, it, it does seem like this is something he's good at. And uh, you know, I was told that from, from, uh, the first season on, I was told that he was going to open up a club. Uh, so this wasn't, this wasn't something that, you know, they decided later on, like, Oh, maybe this, it was, it was, this was in the works from day one. So I always thought that that was really cool. And I was kind of waiting for it to happen because it didn't happen in season two. And, 
Um, but uh, it's, you know, it's always nice to, to see, to play a character that evolves. And, um, and you know, I, I, like I said, it was just something that, that I, was, I was happy to see that, uh, you know, he found his kind of his place in society. And, um, and I, I mean, I never thought stand-up was for him. You kind of have to learn how to write your own material at some point. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it does seem like this is something that he's, uh, that he likes to do. And, um, I guess you'll see, you'll see, uh, where it goes in season four. And, and because he has had so much of an evolution and when you look back narratively, you know, him and Midge got married when they were very young, had kids straight away. And so have you felt like some of the evolutions that you've gotten to play on the show are, are almost kind of things that were a little stagnated that he didn't have the opportunity to go through or to explore within himself because of getting married so young and starting a family? Well, sure. I mean, I think that's, that was the problem in a nutshell was that they, they got married young, they had kids young. So they were, you know, kind of, well, he especially was just kind of, um, you know, he, he, he was stuck. He was just stuck. And, um, and that's what led to his breakup. And that's what led to Midge becoming this, you know, stand-up comedian. So kind of worked out for everybody in a way, you know, I mean, literally like everybody, cause his, his um, leaving her uh, had ramifications for everyone and everybody's kind of gone off on their separate paths, but uh, in a good way. So, uh, I mean, really like, you know, even though it was a terrible thing to do, like his leaving her was the catalyst for, for the entire series. Yeah. And one of the things I love about the relationship between Joel and Midge is it feels like they're always going through an evolution with one another. And there's always such a love and connect and bond between the two of them. But mm -hmm. it's always different types. Sometimes it's very platonic and they're clearly there as friends. You know, they're very supportive of each other in a lot of ways. Sometimes it's an antagonistic love. You know, sometimes it's her, her showing up like at the end of that season, you know, and and sometimes it is still romantic between the two of them. There are still those moments for both of them. And, and sometimes they're having these feelings at the same time. Sometimes it's different moments. Um, and so how do you and Rachel kind of get to enjoy getting to play around with like the richness of the different types of love that they get to express for one another and, and just what those different beats are? Yeah, I mean, it's really, you know, it's Amy and Dan's writing. It's it starts there. Uh, it I guess. And, and, and the, the funny thing is, like, they have such a good relationship. I've never seen them argue <laughs> at all. But, you know, the, the, this, these scenes must come out of somewhere. Um, but yeah, my my favorites are actually the the, the antagonistic ones. I, I love our argument scenes because I feel like that really shows the love because, uh, you know, nothing, they don't hold anything back. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I it's it's it is a loving relationship. I mean, they do have this love for each other. They've they've been with each other a long time. They have kids together. So there's always going to be that love, you know, deep into the future. Everybody always asks me, um, are they going to get back together? You know, I like, I, first of all, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> I'm, and also I'm not going to tell some random stranger, even if I did know, you know, if that they are going to get back together. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, but, um, but that's something they always ask. And, you know, people on the street ask, but also like, you know, when I do interviews, they ask and, and uh, I don't know. And even if I did, I wouldn't say anything, but, um, but I, I, I do understand why, uh, people are asking because there is this this chemistry that that I think Rachel and I have um, that I, I think I saw when when we first auditioned with each other I was like oh this this could be really good and um, it is there and and obviously that that has 
crossed over to Joel and Midge as well. And when you said the word antagonistic, it also made me think of the dynamic and the rapport between Joel and Susie, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's always so delicious to watch the way that you and Alex play off of each other. Um, but I love that at the beginning of this season, we're starting to see a different kind of connect between the two of them. You know, she's had to come to him and say, I want you to manage Mitch's money because I can't be responsible for it. And I know that you will do right by her and you'll do all the right things because you have this love for her. Um, and so what's been the the shift for you in, in a lot of the scenes that you're playing with Alex, with with the two of them, because now it's less about them trying to antagonize each other and more about them having a common goal together. Well, that is the thing. I mean, they have this shared love for Midge. Midge is their, you know, common denominator. And I think they have to put all their uh, antagonist uh, bullshit aside and and kind of uh, kind of come together on this. I mean, I love, I, I honestly, like <laughs> I said from the get-go, I wanted more scenes with Alex uh, just because I love her. And and uh, I think actually she and, uh, Al, well, Susie and Joel are, are very similar. They, you know, I think they they both have uh, similar senses of humor and, um, and, and obviously their shared love of Midge. Mm-hmm. And you're obviously getting to continue exploring the developing relationship between Joel and May. And, you know, looking back at, at the end of last season when he introduced her to Midge and there was that moment where she's like, I didn't know you were married. You never told me you were married. And she was just completely throwing him off kilter because she obviously knew he had told her that, um, you know, and it's it's so great that she's also another character that's really able to throw him off balance in a moment like that, play around with him, but that he's so clearly drawn to it. And so for you, is it, do you feel like he's kind of drawn to someone like May because it also forces him to be more introspective and to challenge himself in a lot of ways and show up for himself as well as for the person that he's with as a partner. Yeah, sure. I, he's, you know, he just, it's, he, he has a, a type and um, this, this type just happens to be, you know, smart, funny, yeah. kind of like with it women. Um and May is no exception. I mean, she's certainly a mystery. Like I, I mean, it, it, you know, that mystery kind of evolves in the in the fourth season as well. Um, so there's some mysterious quality about her that I don't think you know was the same with Midge. But um, so I think that is intriguing to him. But um, but yeah, I mean, she's studying to be a doctor. You know, he he has he has a type, and uh, and I think yeah, I mean. But I love I, I love my scenes with Stephanie. I think she's so great, and um, you'll see where that goes too. I mean, there's there's a lot of twists and turns. And when it comes to all of your lines of dialogue in the show, you know, obviously the thing that Amy and Dan are known most for is kind of like that fast paced dialogue. Mm-hmm. And there's so, you know, but also they're not writing scenes that are just one moment and one tone. You know, there's there's a great scene at the beginning of this series where Joel's mom is trying to fix him up with someone and there's a whole kind of like back and forth in the kitchen. And by the end, he walks away and he's agreed to do what she wants, but he's not really aware that he's agreed to it until after he walks back out of the room almost. Um, and when you have to kind of know your lines to that depth and that degree, but you're also not getting the scripts until fairly yeah. close to when you're shooting, um, how do you kind of navigate just getting them inside yourself and and having that ability to be able to like step into like two, three page monologues in a beat? It's tough. I, you know, the good, the good news is we, we get to do the scene over and over and over again until we get it right. We're not leaving until we get it right. And, um, and it, it is daunting sometimes when you do get, um, you know, a scene uh, the day before. I mean, it, in, in the second season, 
um, there's this, I mean, I, it's, it's like episode seven. I don't know if you remember, but it's, we got the scripts the night before and, um, and it was for the new episode. We, we hadn't started episode seven yet. And so we, had, we were still filming episode six and I was, I was working that day till midnight and we got the episode for the next day that night. And I was doing this eight page scene that I could tell was a oneer um the next day I, and so like i was up till like four in the morning learning these lines and because it really it all starts with the lines you have to know the lines in order to kind of process any kind of direction and um and it's it is tough but you know luckily i think we all everyone all the actors on this show have pretty good memorization skills um you have to i mean you really do you have to because because everything is word perfect we have to you know, we get a note if we say that instead of the, um, it's, it's that specific. And, and, and that's not a bad thing. I, you know, like I said, we all come from theatrical backgrounds, so we're used to it. We're used to that kind of, um, dialogue that, you know, where, where you can't change anything, you can't improvise. And it also takes a little pressure off, um, you know, cause sometimes I've, I've done things where they're like, eh, yeah. So then come in to this scene and then just improvise like the top and maybe improvise a monologue. I mean, I've had that where it's like, just go on a rant. Uh, when I did the show girls, they, they, Lena Dunham was like, uh, come in and then like improvise this rant about this versus that. And I was like, I don't know what any of this means, but I'll try, you know, I'll do my best. But so it is kind of, it, it, I wouldn't say relaxing cause you're always kind of, you know, ner nervous, but, um, but it is, it is comforting knowing that you don't have to, to make up anything on the spot, have to try to be funny. It's all funny. It's all there on the script, on the page. So, um, but yeah, it all starts, it all starts with the dialogue. So it is tough. It is tough to have to memorize, but it's not always that way. You know, we, there have been times where I've had more than one night to, to learn a scene. Um, just sometimes it happens that way it, you know, Amy, um, Amy is very, um, well, like when we, we don't get a script until she feels like it's ready. And, and, you know, we always do these table reads when we get a script and, uh, and it, it, it has to be a hundred percent ready. I mean, yeah, they do make minor changes from the table reads, you know, they'll, they'll listen and hear like, oh, that, that joke could be funnier. Like we could, you know, rewrite that little scene. We could cut this, but for the most part, it's, it's all there and like not a whole lot changes. That's actually really great to the, that there's less changes so that once mm -hmm. you have it, you know, you can work with it. And, and when it comes to working with them as well, it's so impressive that they're not only writing and show running, but they're also directing almost every single episode. It's, yeah. you know, once or twice a season, there's a guest director, but pretty mm -hmm. much it's the two of them trading off. And is that a real asset to you and to the rest of the cast? Because you literally always have them right there at the camera. You know, if you're working through one of those monologues or just anything within a scene, you have them right there every moment to be able to ask them questions. You know, they can tell you the intent be behind a delivery of something yeah i mean you said it right there it's that's that's what it is it's it's there's nothing better than having the person who wrote it on set you know and directing you and 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 amy um is i mean she's just so brilliant she uh and dan too but you know amy is is comes from the world of dance and so like it just all her episodes just feel like a dance sort of um she's just really good with blocking she's uh you know, that's, that's a, a, it's tricky sometimes. And like, I, I wouldn't know what to do. People always ask me, like, do you want to direct? And I mean, in a way, sure. Like, cause I, I would like to get certain performances out of people and, you know, um, but, 
but in terms of blocking, that's, that's always been, uh, I guess a problem for me. It's just, it doesn't come to me that naturally. And, and she always has ideas that it's like, Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Like that makes total sense. And that would be really cool to see. And, um, but yeah, it, 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 it helps tremendously having, you know, the person whose vision it is, um, on set all the time. And, um, and, and, and so you trust them again, it's, it's, it's back to trust because, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll have a director who they bring in and he has nothing to do with, you know, any other previous episode and they bring this him or her in, I should say. And, um, and, you know, you have questions and they're like, I don't know. And it's happened before where the, the director doesn't know the answer. And, you know, here they always know the answer or if they don't necessarily, you know, they, sometimes they don't want to tell you the answer. They want you to figure it out. Um, which I, which is great, but at the same time, I would love for them to just tell me, you know, what am I implying by saying this, you know? So, um, so yeah, it, it, it does help tremendously. Yeah. And, and with acting and loving, always finding something that's going to challenge you, obviously, whenever you start a new project, there's the natural challenge of who is this character and figuring them out, you know, how everyone comes together and finds that collaborative working style. And being this far into working on Maisel, what are the aspects of, of playing Joel or working on the show that you still find really keep you on the, your toes in that way? Well, it's just that I, I don't know what's going to happen. So, um, I mean, that that alone just really keeps me on my toes. I I, I uh, you know, I don't have him figured out. I, I don't think I ever will. Um, I don't have myself figured out, you know, so it makes sense. That's only natural. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, they, they like, for example, the, uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, gambling den in, in, in the club, like that's, you know, in the basement of the club, that's, that's something that, uh, you know, I didn't expect. And, it, it throws you for a loop, but, but you go with it. And um, I thought it was hilarious. You know, I loved it. And I thought it was, it was a, a great, I don't know, plot point. It was, it was, a, it was um, something new and I hadn't seen before. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm just always, you know, finding these surprises with Joel and, and I'm just going to continue doing that because it seems, it seems to be working. I, I think I'm doing okay in that category. Yeah. Well, I, I really love hearing that that it's still such a journey of discovery with this character. And it's so great every season getting to watch everything that you do with him. Thank you so much, Michael. Really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much.